slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants, shoplifting spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected pregnancy, not your best moment. Hello and welcome to Not Your Best Moment. I am your host, Keith Skopinich, along with Andrew Harris and Phoebe Matana. Today, we're going to be covering the Tonight Show scandal with Jimmy Fallon, some local gossip about him, and then also the Amy Schumer, Nicole Kidman tweet situation, and then also the VMAs. Um, Phoebe, what happened at the VMAs? Well, a lot of stuff happened at the VMAs, but because it was a four hour long show, I'm definitely not going to recap all of it. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't want that. I don't want that. The people listening definitely don't want that. And if I'm wrong, feel free to bash me silently, but everyone else will thank me. It's funny to me that the producers of the VMAs think that the target audience for the VMAs has a four hour long attention span. Oh, no, because the people who watch the VMAs are it's it's Gen Zers mostly. Oh, like I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's not for the young ones anymore. What do you mean? Wait, which one is Gen Z? Gen Z are the young ones. (laughs) Oh, I thought there was a new one that was like what they're like babies. No, I thought Gen Z was like the now the now old like millennials are like grandparents, basically. You're welcome. Um, And Gen Z was the new like middle age or something. I mean, so basically my the my year is like right on the cusp of Gen Z and millennial uh, and I'm 27. Oh, interesting. So I'm either I'm either the oldest Gen Zer or the youngest millennial. So there you go. So it's like pretty much younger than me like 20 because i'm i'm considered i think one of the oldest um really in the world millennials because i think 82 <laughs> is right around when that starts um they should write a book about me 82 so, i thought it was um i thought I, that's I, x x i that's what i thought too but apparently it, it's was wrong. it's different compared to according to which place you look at it it's different on all different sources but there's generation alpha which was born 2013 to 2025 Oh, that's the newest one? Yes. I I don't understand the naming conventions. Pretty sure Generation Alpha was born in the Stone Age. I'm just guessing. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) um, So what you're saying is cavemen are back. Wow, what what an area. We're the first. (laughs) (laughs) That was Generation Alf. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was like the 70s, 80s. (laughs) That would make sense. That is millennials. Is Generation Alf? <laughs> <laughs> no, Alf is Alf is too old for millennials. Nope. Yes, it is. It totally is. Uh, it's uh, right, right there. Millennials were kids when Alf was on. I can promise you that. When was it on? Uh, I, I, I disagree. Mid, it, was, it was. It was no. Yeah, but that's mid eighties is not for millennials. Yeah. So what what I would say about this is that I remember I remember Alf, but I didn't watch it when it was live on air. I, I that do. makes sense. <laughs> Anyways, we're not talking about this right now. I'm sorry for getting us off track. Phoebe, go nuts. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about a few little things because I, you know, I don't have the attention span like I said. So I'm going to talk about <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, did you guys watch any of the clips from the VMAs? No, I saw a couple. Yeah. You saw a couple. So did you mm-hmm. watch the vampire video? No, I did not. That's. Not, I think I saw 
her performing, but and I don't want to ruin your story. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so the, the song is called The Vampire. Right, right, right. Um, and during the music video, the actual music video, you know, there are like technical malfunctions and things start exploding. And basically they recreated it on stage. And right. half the people were kind of confused by what was going on. They're like, is she okay? And then it was fine. And it seemed like she was okay. Because mm. I think it was just a, a prop. But the bigger problem was that uh, she was a little pitchy on a on vampire (laughs) she wasn't hitting all the all the notes like she wasn't getting it's a very belty song and she wasn't hitting them and it was a little cringy to the point that they had a camera go on selena gomez and she was like holding her ear and you're like is she covering her ear (laughs) it wasn't that bad i'm it really wasn't and i like olivia rodrigo so i feel slightly like uh i maybe i I don't want to trash her, especially because um, Get Him Back, which was the other song she did. She looked like she was having so much fun performing that I was like, no one doing awards shows has this much fun doing it. So I have to respect that. But yes, Olivia, watching Selena Gomez put her <laughs> hand up to her ear murdered me. That's like me going to a karaoke bar on a Tuesday. It's like <laughs> it's that's what you get for experience. going on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday's pretty bad too. Oh um, no, Saturday's or, worse. But you're drunker. Or any day in rural Ohio. That sounds like a story. <laughs> it is. I don't have to tell it. I mean, I can. I when I used to. I will. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. When I would drive cross country, um, when I was in college, I would stop in a town called Inglewood, Ohio, which is about I don't know, like fifteen twenty minutes outside of Dayton, um, and I would stay at the Super Eight Motel. Uh, but I would have to walk across the street to have dinner at um, the Holiday Inn, which had an Academy Awards theme. So the restaurant was called the Academy <laughs> and uh, it was next to a uh, it was adjacent to or a part of this this restaurant lounge situation, um, which had a smoking section in it. Thank you. Was a karaoke bar and um, business travelers who were in in inglewood ohio on business uh would um would loudly sing madonna badly basically you know basically for hours and it was it was painful but also uh, it was like car crash painful where you can't turn away yeah is is that a big thoroughfare for business no i'm like who are these people doing madonna karaoke probably traveling salesmen you know like like I don't know. They're from from a different era, from like the sixties. They were like, oh, 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 oh. I'm j- uh, honestly, I'm just thinking of like the sluttiest person I know, like singing like a virgin. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> <laughs> now imagine that person who's a man in an ill-fitting suit in a sad marriage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. Well, I, I fucking lived it. Ah. <laughs> um, so yes, back to Selena Gomez. That wasn't even the best of her reactions for the night because you should go back and watch her reaction when they announce Chris Brown's nomination. Nice. So yes, yeah, so he was nominated for his cameo on Chloe Bailey's song, How Does It Feel? Mm-hmm. And her face, literally the second his name is, is called, it's like it scrunches up into that ew something smells bad in here look and it was amazing because i'm like you are everyone you are literally everyone here (laughs) just cringing so hard why are they even 
allowing him to participate at this That's point. That's just it. I thought we canceled Chris Brown. He was like the first person that got canceled. All right. I don't understand what's going on with this. <laughs> why is he why is he allowed why? to be I was confusing it with R. Kelly. I was like, isn't he in jail? But no. Um no, no but uh you know, Robert. remember the Chris Brown incident with Rihanna? Oh yes. Yep. All all too well. So No, no, no. I'm not saying he shouldn't be canceled. I'm just saying I was confusing it with someone else. But that's it. I was I thought he was canceled. Like definitively he was canceled before nope. cancel culture was a thing, which means it has to be pretty bad. <laughs> it does. Society had to be like, no, you can't do that. Really? <laughs> before women told us what to think, society was like, no, you can't do that. I'm pretty, pretty sure much. he never got canceled because I remember him releasing music as it was going along. That's good. No, he he was. And it like it. it I think we wanted to I cancel think it, him. <laughs> no, I, I think it's I think there's probably a little bit of i think it was uh, probably a little bit of racism involved you know what i mean i think people were like oh look at these two you know i mean they're they're at it again no one was like oh my god rihanna you know i mean yes yes they were because it was there wasn't a negative reaction but it was before it was it was in the before times you know i mean it was definitely before me too it was before black lives matter it was before a lot of this stuff came to a head forcing people to be conscious and aware of it but he yeah. he was to be clear, I'm not, he I just was want out. to be clarify like i'm not being glib about this stuff i'm just it is it is absurd to me that it took like a massive movement to wake people up and be like hey people people are not treated equally and uh and are suffering as a result so i just want to be perfectly clear about that but i think that that happening prior to that might be why people might not have you know been as dialed in as they should have been no, well, I will say, though, like he was properly canceled for a few years. But, you yeah. know, that's what it is. I think right. that's the problem is what we're learning is can we talked about this a little last week on the Try Guys episode yeah. where just because you're canceled now doesn't mean you're canceled later. And there might not even be any acknowledgement of something that was done wrong in between those two, the, the into, in between those two things. And I'm like, Chris Brown was like a domestic abuser. And you're just like, yep, we're cool with it. Whatever. Yeah. That was like years ago. And you're like, <laughs> It happened, though. Not even, not even like an abuser. A full on. Yes, this man abused Rihanna, of all people. No, I, I'm sorry. I meant that. I meant that as a yeah. like, what? No, I know. I just want to underline the fact. That no, he he's a convicted domestic yes. abuser. What he, <laughs> what he did clear. was awful. <laughs> uh, to make it absolutely cut and dry here. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? I agree with Olivia Rodrigo's face. And I'm making it in solidarity to them. Thank you. Um, I don't know what her face looked like. <laughs> the only, the only other thing I wanted to talk about about the VMAs was Selena uh, Gomez's face. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo's face was singing and falling down from explosions. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yes, the only other thing I wanted to talk about was so Taylor Swift won all awards because you know Taylor Swift. Uh, that felt like enough of an explanation. I didn't yeah, feel like no, I needed to say anymore. It tracks. It tracks. But one of the uh, the award was announced by NSYNC. The entirety of NSYNC, including Justin Timberlake, wow. which, you know, when have you seen them together <laughs> in years, right? It has been okay. a long time. Uh, I was actually hearing that a lot of it had to do with the fact that there's a rumor, it might be true, that they actually all they did a song like an original song for that like new trolls movie coming out but they can't actually talk about it because of the strike there were a lot of things in that sentence that just blew my mind um <laughs> starting with there's a new troll trolls movie 
coming out? Apparently there's a new Trolls movie coming out. And apparently it's a boy band themed Trolls movie. And I think that NSYNC wrote a song for said movie. So we saw all the NSYNC people together. Yes, including JT. And they introduced (laughs) the award and Taylor Swift was like, oh, my God, basically fangirling over these. (laughs) But you know what? The thing is, is like she's the right age to be like one of those tweens who is obsessed with NSYNC. So it kind of felt it kind of felt relatable. (laughs) It's like (laughs) I had your I had your poster on my wall. If my mom let me put posters on my wall, I totally would have done it. How old is Taylor Swift? (laughs) How old is Taylor Swift? (laughs) She's like, what, 31 or 32? I don't think she was even a tween when NSYNC was making <laughs> music. I think she was probably like eight or She's nine years old. She's thirty. She was thirty-three. Oh, so I, yeah, she'd be ten or eleven. Okay. I was. I was maybe like yeah, ten or something. So they, was, were, they started in the late late nineties, and by like two thousand three or four, they were donezo. I think they were popular in the early two thousands. No, I know, I know, but I, yeah. I think they 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 start like Justin Timberlake started making. What was it? Sexy back that was his first single like solo yeah. uh, maybe? offering maybe maybe i'm, I'm not sure. sure i i can't say that i have followed his career super closely though i did grow up on i did grow up on a uh, healthy diet of solo jt because I that was my tween era like in sync was slightly before my time but then solo you know solo artist jt was like right through the bat mitzvah years you know what i mean <laughs> square through the bat mitzvah years so so what this says to me about you phoebe is that you don't want to go for like the mainstream good looking guy you're going for the alternate because <laughs> jt no. is like the alternate to i mean here's the thing jt's fine he's not like but like his voice <laughs> is hmm that's it that's the stuff but like looking he's fine I haven't thought about sexy back in the longest time. So, so the song. I don't want to hear any. No, I'm not shitting on it. I I don't. I don't dislike it. I want to hear none of that. I just like the muffled sound. (laughs) So Justin Timberlake's solo album was justified, and that was "Cry Me a River" and "Rock Your Body." Oh yeah, those classics. "Rock Your Body" was a solo. I thought that was all of NSYNC. No. Definitely not. Rock your body. <laughs> no, no, no. Is that my wrong? That's oh. Backstreet. Yeah, because well, literally they say, Backstreet's back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that song's the next lyric. I don't know what the fuck's going on. In sync's back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the, the nice thing about the Backstreet Boys is that they always tell you who's singing the song. That's, it's the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> My. That's also why I love uh, DJ Khaled. <laughs> when the song starts, he just says his name, and you know it's DJ Khaled. I Amazing. Like Thank like you for too. making it clear. Well, no, well, his is slightly different. He's like, I'm going to go by my pseudonym, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, there you go. Ah, that'll show him. <laughs> that'll teach him. I would confuse him. I had, <laughs> I had, I had a very toes. weird musical history growing up. Like, my, my early teen years and, and tween years were. Um, Simon and Garfunkel, mostly. Um, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah oh, I was, I was a moody little ginger. Um, <laughs> Great descriptor. Go but on. Still, but still very much like the 13, 14 year old version of the man you see before you. Like same, same energy, same, complete same energy. 
<laughs> but just like at home alone and moody and listening to high pitch Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add about the VMAs? I have nothing else to add. That was, I mean, there were other things that happened. But if you were curious, you can go back and look at it. These are the things that I wanted to talk about. And this is our podcast, so I make the rules in this one very specific situation that I am involved with. But most of it is not really my decision. It's, it's, It's a group thing. I'm glad that you did, that you did do that, because I'll tell you what, I haven't seen the VMAs in years, but it made me nostalgic. Like it made me hearing you talk about it made me nostalgic for when the VMAs were like appointment TV. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, my God, everything's going to happen. Like, I remember when um, Jimmy Fallon hosted them and it was like, oh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And he's like jumping up and down because he's like 26 years old at the time. He's like, oh, my God, they're here. And, you know, like, I remember lazy Britney Spears with the snake. Um, Oh, oh my God. You know, South Park did it so well. You know, I'm not old enough to remember Madonna rolling around on a wedding dress. Um, but like I know that it happened um, like there's just there's a lot of history to the VMAs which is a very strange thing to say um, it's interesting <laughs> you brought up Jimmy Fallon it is yes because I have to tell everyone about the Jimmy Fallon scandal in case you haven't <sighs> heard of it yet so uh. <laughs> there are reports that he harbored a very toxic work environment and essentially Rolling Stone had interviewed several people about the toxic work environment, which was basically saying when Jimmy's in a bad mood, you don't talk to him. You just stay away and you just do your job and don't talk to anyone. I've also heard things that it had to do with some drinking issues, possibly. That's but, been going uh, on for a while, well, though. Yeah. 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 yeah that's something been... we've. Yeah. There's been a lot of rumors about that for. But for years, like I feel like there, yeah. there have been rumors that he he's an alcoholic or at least has a drinking problem for years. Right. Just this, Jimmy Fallon had a staff meeting on Zoom with his his team, and he apologized. So he said, I feel so bad, I can't even tell you. I want the show to be fun. It should be inclusive for everyone. It should be funny. It should be the best show, the best people. But in the report from uh, Rolling Stone about the toxic work environment, uh, supposedly they spoke with 80 current and former employees. No one would go on the record. And no one had a single nice thing to say about working on The Tonight Show. I will say I do. I know a couple of people that interned on The Tonight Show and they hated it, which is funny because I know I know people who have worked on almost every one of or at least interned on almost every one of uh, the late shows, at least in New York, because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, people. You, well, it's yeah. it's just the thing that people do. If you're no. in comedy, you do get an intern job. And if you're at the bottom of the totem pole, you're going to get a shit. very good sense of what the shit are treated like. You know what I mean? No. So if you have a good time and you're an intern, well, it's probably a good situation. It's probably a nice environment. Like I had a friend that worked at Colbert and said it was an amazing experience. Sam B said it was amazing. Awesome. Great environment. Tonight show down in the shitter. Awful. Believe it. It's that's interesting because I've there was a recent article um, kind of similar to this about SNL and how um, as a as a work environment, it's Lorne Michaels likes to cultivate um, a sort of a he likes to control through fear. I guess is is kind of what what they said, um, and he is also because Lorne Michaels basically executive produces everything that's on nbc after 11 p.m yes but what keith 
I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because I read that article too, and they all said that it was horrible and that they they felt demeaned. No mm-hmm. one, I didn't see any specific examples cited. Right, there was no. I didn't see. I haven't seen any specific examples, but my. I mean, I would yeah. guess that it has to do with any specific examples would be too right reflective of the person. Right. The, like it, no it would one, basically give anyone away. It would give someone oh, away. Yeah, no. they'd be like, oh, this person, I see. Right. And they probably have to sign NDAs, I would imagine. That too. Yes. So some people some people who spoke were not authorized to speak. And then also other people out of fear of speaking to the press don't want to lose their job. Not even just lose their job. Like be, you don't want to be labeled right. as someone who is going to talk, you know, basically talk about whatever's going on behind. You won't get hired again. Well, that's that's the kind of thing too where I couldn't really – from reading i couldn't understand like what the dividing line was like they made it clear that several showrunners were pretty terrible people and i think what they said that basically jimmy had good days and bad days but there were more bad days where he was erratic and like you don't don't talk to jimmy part of me wonders though is it just a product of like a high pressure environment not that not to excuse it but like because the article implies that something really bad is going on when in fact it just sounds like a kind of a tense and unpleasant place to work i couldn't i couldn't extrapolate you know one from the other when i was reading it so i'm I'm kind of curious keith what you gathered on, on that aspect of the article yeah i think from what i put together is that those blurry lines are for a reason like we said that people are being purposely general about it so we don't really have all the specific details about what went on yeah. um so for us to really judge on what exactly had happened or like to even like cast a to comment on is a little difficult um but yeah i think i think my impression is that it's definitely a t- toxic work environment and just because he's not doing something that's criminal doesn't mean it's not toxic you know? oh for sure for yeah. sure yeah and you know what I think it's interesting because this happens frequently with these late night shows. I feel like where and daytime hear, it happened to Ellen. Yeah, it, that's yeah. just it. It happens a lot, like you said. Or very Ellen stressful. happens to other people. You, I guess you should really say. <laughs> well, but no, but like you, you, you hear about this happening on these talk shows, yeah. basically, where you have a toxic work environment that very much reflects the mood of whoever's in charge, which like kind of makes sense if you were the face and the head of this show you are setting the tone for how everything else is run not to mention the fact that even if you aren't when you start can you imagine how much of a narcissist you might become if you do one of these daytime shows or even ordinate uh, or late night shows where it's set up up that way for like the the host of the person their god on that show yeah I'm like, how, you know, I don't know if one of these shows could go on for as many years without that happening. And at least to some degree, it feels a little impossible. I also wonder, too, like what what the internal politics of a place like that are, because it's not like I mean, these are dream jobs. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yes. Like SNL, The Tonight Show, um, you said like these are in the like in the comedy world you know writing producing performing whatever these are dream jobs so it's not like a passive activity going to work you know so like part of me wonders what truly what the politics are what the internal sort of business office politics are of advancement and 
I can't think of the word when you want something amb- ambition, you know, um, sorry. <laughs> it's the first time I've done the show, not on an empty stomach in a while. And my brain's like, you're good. You know, usually I'm at fight or flight. Um, so I apologize if I'm not quite as sharp as I usually, uh, but yeah, like I, I, I do wonder about that. I wonder what, where that comes into play and, and how much of it is, is maybe it's the culture of the show, but also that's that you could say that about the culture of television. You know, uh, that's anyone, anyone who gets a job, especially on a network. Are you kidding me? Like that is, you know, and that's what everyone's striking for now is the writers like, hey, I got my dream job and I still have to fucking wait tables. You know, whereas, you know, 20 years ago, I would have been able to buy a house and a car with this with this job. I am at the top of my field. I'm writing for the Tonight Show. I'm producing. I'm doing all of these things. It's got to be grueling. I mean, the Tonight Show. What is that? It's it's not. It's four nights a week, right? Not five. Does he do Fridays? No. I don't think he does. I don't think any of them do. But the point is, it's it's a full like it's not even just a full time job. It's a full time plus job where you're working these crazy. You're you're working the hours of like a medical resident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is the level of commitment that you are putting into your work. And you hear about these uh, writers who come out of working on these late shows on SNL and all this so burnt out because they've been they've been basically going balls to the wall for years. Well, there's a reason SNL does like two shows on three shows on two, two weeks off two weeks. off. I mean, but like the Tonight Show, that's you are producing an hour of television from scratch. It's like the clock starts, you know, every, every morning and there's a hard deadline. There's no, you can't get to it tomorrow. It has to be done. Um, which is, which creates, it absolutely creates a stressful environment. And that too, I wonder, I wonder how much of that goes into play, both in terms of the employees, um, who are, who are speaking anonymously and, and as well as the people who are behaving in ways that they shouldn't be. And don't get me wrong, again, my looking kind of at trying to look at all angles of this isn't to say that like guys, it's just the way it is. Um I'm just trying to get a get a handle on it and and listen to opinions. Keith, I'm sorry. I feel like I totally hijacked your segment. <laughs> so, the only thing I have to add to this story is that initially after these reports came out, a passage from Tina Fey's 2011 book, uh Bossy Pants was revealed and it was about Jimmy Fallon and how they were uh, Seth Meyers and Amy Poehler were uh, like joking and she did something that was like very raunchy and sort of considered quote unquote ladylike. Um, and Jimmy Fallon was there and he went, ew, stop, don't do that. Like something like along those lines, like uh, I don't like it. And um, apparently Leslie Nope was playing with Seth Meyers turns and it was just like, I don't care whether you like it. And then <laughs> Wait, he goes Keith. back to playing with Seth Meyers. Keith. Um, Keith. Keith. What? Keith. You, you just called Amy Poehler Leslie Nope. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. Keith, never I change. Can't, no. I can't never change. change. I can't remember her name right now. I'm struggling. <laughs> the, light, the light bulbs that just turned on in mine and Phoebe's eyes. Oh, my God. We were- went, Wait, what? We both, I've never seen us both so joyed. Every time you mess up a name, it just brings me so much joy because you also just breeze by it without realizing it most of the time. Technically, he didn't mess up the name, though. He no, did right. get the name correct. Just- it was just the character name. Yeah. yeah. Not 
the actor and yet beautiful wonderful good for everyone fun for the whole family oh god (laughs) i have one question for you guys before we move on uh do you think uh anything is going to actually happen from this or do you think it's just going to blow over and no he's going to continue his tenure on the tonight show He's going to be perfectly fine. Nothing's going to happen. Um, we're going to act like he got canceled. He's not. And I think he's already on his rehab tour. He's doing a uh, benefit with Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel to like raise funds for the writers uh, during the strike. So I think he's, nothing's going to ha- come out of this. He's going to keep doing his show and people are just going to have to deal with his alcoholic binges when he you know, gets in those moods. <laughs> people, people keep coming after him. There's the whole thing with Horatio Sands and, you know, the the alcohol thing. And it's like nothing ever really sticks. And then there's this, which, again, it's like it's inappropriate, but it doesn't rise to the level of like an HR violation because nothing, nothing that I heard sounded like it really did. It just sounded like he was unpleasant to work with. Um, No, but it's also like it's like the big celebrity, you know dictating the rules of the workplace which is weird like don't make eye contact with me like that's like the typical (laughs) what i will say is if that was a reason for your show to get canceled then james corden would long be off the air yeah and he is still on the air because he's like a known asshole terrible to work with like work for and like this is and restaurants and restaurants (laughs) like people people kind of know this and yet he's still has his show so really well no he doesn't well no but he did for a while (laughs) (laughs) he did for a while even while he was getting yeah do you think that's why he was getting slammed i stand in solidarity with the balthazar waiters (laughs) do you think that's (laughs) i've never been but i really want to go (laughs) we should go i used to work around the corner from it i was like oh i want to be one of the fancy people who goes to balthazar someday (laughs) (laughs) i want that for you too but then I'd probably have to work in an environment that was toxic and I'd have to anonymously <laughs> talk to Rolling Stone. Hopefully most of those people are not James Corden. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, again, not having been on that side of things, I don't I don't know if that's common or not. So my guess is, is that it's probably pretty commonplace, you know. Uh, so, uh-huh. so my friend and former coworker interned for Conan. And Mm -hmm. she said she walked in on Conan, like, screaming at someone, like, you know, berating someone or whatever. And he turned and and he was like, no, 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 it's not like that. I do that, like, (laughs) warm up for comedy. (laughs) And he was like, that's how he interacts with the staff, like, he's fake angry at them. And, like, he's just joking around the whole time. But, like, if you don't know that, (laughs) you might think that he's, like, treating them like crap. (laughs) He's like, no, no, it's not like that actually i hear i hear conan's very fun yeah i, I believe it i i've i worked with a couple of people who work with him and only had good things to say so yeah that's the thing is i think that's the problem is there are enough good people doing you know a good enough good people in the space that you really stand out if you're an asshole you really stand out and you're like oh wow we can't it's, have that it's true it's true and but also i mean let's try to remember like Everything we're consuming for these people is public. I don't think that people should be treated badly, but I do think, you know, in in private moments or behind the scenes, you have every right to have 
a bad day. Now, if every day is a bad day, you might want to kind of look at some things and be like, hmm, well, was this for me? You know, but at the same time, you know, like, I think it's okay. It's you can be an asshole sometimes. It's it 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 happens. It's human. It's just you can't take it too far. Obviously, don't hurt people um, physically, emotionally, mentally. That's wrong. But also, you don't know what someone else is going through either. So maybe something that you do will, you know, unintentionally or inadvertently do that. And so you do have to be careful. But you don't have to walk on eggshells. I don't, you know, just like be be yourself, but also be aware of it too. You know, have some humility. If you've been like, it shouldn't take a Rolling Stone article for Jimmy Fallon to realize that maybe he's a fucking tyrant to his team, which allegedly we don't know. 80 or so people say he is. Who knows? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, like it, it just be just be self-aware. That's I think that's what it is. And aware of others. Just be more in tune with the people that you're around and yourself and how you interact with them. And it's not it's not that difficult. All you have to do is read someone's body language. Yeah, it's pretty no, easy. You, and you know what I find is like this whole thing we're talking because you mentioned like the 80 people that are coming forward. And I think the problem with this whole situation is it's 80 people giving general uh, negative comments. Whereas if it was just like one or two people going on the record, shit, like basically making their like making it so that there was a face to yeah. the disgruntled and wronged employees and staff it would feel more real, but because it's this nebulous 80 group of people who none of them actually want to come forward and say anything, it yeah. makes it a lot harder to feel like there's a real, not not cause or like something to stand behind, but it really does make it harder to pinpoint what exactly is wrong. Right. So well, one, it's, one person is a tragedy, 80 people is a statistic, or is that, that's that, like the... I mean, Stalin yeah. said. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, I think to, to to both of your points, like, it's the vagueness of what was being said. I mean, I understand, I understand why it was printed, but at the same time, like, journalistically, part of me is like, what's the story here? Right. You know, like, is there? There's no actual accusation. It just makes it sound like it's kind of messy behind the scenes and a stressful and unpleasant place to work, but. And this is where old man Harris comes in. That's work. Yeah, that's just that. Here, here's the story. Work sucks. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just it. That's the story is work is hard. Uh, being in being in comedy is hard. Uh, people who run their show tend to be very demanding and difficult to work with. And I am tired of not making enough money doing this job. Well, that, that's and that's it. the thing too. Even 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 if you set your intention, if you're if you're at the top or if you're in a position of power and you set your intention to be to make it like a pleasant place to work, you know, it's there's stress. you're going to you're going to have a bad day. Now, do I think that more bosses should set the intention of make this a nice place to work? Yes, I do. That's the model that I try to pursue. I try very, very hard to make in, in, in my role at my job. I try and I do have that. Not all of the power. I have the power. Um, but like I can I can affect how the place is managed, how the place is run. And I do. I do set that intention literally every day. Do I succeed every day? No, but I try. I absolutely try. And that is that I think more people need to be more aware of that because the example I always give is that like as you know, in, in my 20s and 30s and as as a struggling actor, I've had so many goddamn shit jobs that no, I don't want to I don't want to pay that part of my past forward. I'd rather, you know, try to change things for the better moving forward if I can. Am I perfect? 
Absolutely not. You are perfect, um, Andrew. There is nothing wrong oh, with you. You are a diamond wrapped in a bunch of rubies and some topaz. That see, that would have been perfectly <laughs> fine for Amy Schumer to tweet about Nicole Kidman at the US Open, but that's not what she tweeted. What did she tweet, Andrew? Well, I'll tell you. Um, she tweeted a picture. It was a it's just a four-star transition. Um <laughs> out of three uh just <laughs> tip top yeah uh, amy schumer uh tweeted a picture of nicole kidman at the u.s open sitting uh, casually i don't know it was it was it was it it looked strange um uh <laughs> sort of a lean and a this isosceles triangle is the word that comes to mind i don't i don't know i don't know what else i don't know scalene <laughs> math is not a strong suit of mine emotional intelligence is uh but she t- she tweeted um the picture and said this how humans sit uh implying <laughs> that <laughs> that nicole kidman is an alien <laughs> how dare they speak of our amc queen like that that well that was honestly my first thought i was like "Ooh, you don't know like how people cheer at AMC movie theater. When, like when, when she starts walking through the wet streets of the Warner brothers backlot, cause that's where it starts. Like people lose their fucking mind. And it, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite parts of going to the movies now. <laughs> me I- too. Oh my God. Me too. I love it. It's like, and it's always the real movie moviegoers. Cause they're just, they're ready for it. And that's how, you know, if you go into an AMC and you sit and people cheer during the Nicole Kidman crowd, uh, the Nicole Kidman intro. This is a theater of moviegoers. You're gonna, you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna yeah, have gonna, a good time. You're yeah. gonna have a good time. Not gonna have a good time. <laughs> Not gonna have a good time. <laughs> I love that episode. Me so, too. No, like my mom, my mom came and visited uh, about a year ago, and we saw the Fablemans. And you know, we're sitting in the theater, and it starts, and like lights go down. It's that wet street, and that sparkly pantsuit starts walking through and people were like yeah cheering and my mom's like what the fuck um not the word she used uh, but it was the general and i was like i'm so happy you got to see this because it's as as a new yorker it's one of my favorite things is when like people come together in a public sitting and are all just united in sort of positivity and like my favorite example of this is um one time um i was it was uh must have been a monday um i was getting chipotle near bryant park and it was a movie in the park night and i was like oh i'll go you know stand kind of in the back uh you know eat my burrito for a little bit and, and watch and it was superman it was the original superman and it was, the movie was just starting and it's the moment when baby clark kent cracks out of his rock egg thing yeah and stands up and they you hear the first strains of john williams uh score da 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 all four thousand people in that park lost their fucking minds you know what I mean? Yes. And it was just like moments like that because 90% of the time, you know, we're all secretly serial killers eyeing who we want to pick off next. Um, you know, like who's whoever's <laughs> pissing us off that day. That could just be me. Uh, but, you know, like it's people people piss you off in this city. And so I, I love that. And which is also funny because Nicole, one, one of the events that's like that is the U.S. Open. <laughs> <sighs> So uh, Amy Schumer caught some flack and she took it down and then she posted the funniest apology. <laughs> this is I don't want to say this is Amy Schumer's not best moment because I think it's one of her best. moments. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been, but it wasn't. Oh, God, it was. Oh, my God. Will you read it? 
I will. I want to apologize to all the people I hurt posting a photo of Nicole Kidman and alluding to her being an alien. I will be asking the cast of that 70s show to write letters advocating for my forgiveness. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that had to get taken down as well. That had to get taken down as well. But that is comedy gold, man. Oh, that's so good. good. People, I, I stand by people totally underestimate amy schumer oh well she is totally she gets a lot of flack but she's really funny well then the thing (laughs) too that i don't think she gets a lot of credit for um especially in the last about four years is um how she's evolved oh my god yeah the jokes are not the same for a long time the jokes were the same and like right skirting right up to the pandemic they were getting like a little stale you know what i mean like you would hear you would hear her say the same joke on different talk shows and it's like okay yeah um like all right that would be in her special and it was like i i I see where you're going here thanks amy but ever since what was her it was expecting the special she did when she was pregnant. Yes. Um, and like, Life and Beth also really oh, Life good. And Beth is great. But expecting the jokes were all different. You know, I think like getting getting married and 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 having a kid and all that stuff. Um, it's it's changed her act, and I think for the better. It's like you know how we t- we talk about, and if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you'll know this. Um, how we talk about how like pop stars like Justin Bieber and stuff like are having a hard time shifting and and being viewed as adults as opposed to just aging teenagers i don't think anyone thought of amy schumer as an aging teenager for a long time she she is able to shift and transition i I actually want to say this when we're talking about the vmas too selena gomez same thing she has wonderfully embraced a new phase of her career and a new sort of image but Um, she i would say i think i mentioned this in another podcast and i stand by it she is the peak of what transitioning in a smooth and mature and classy way yep. I from agree. child stardom into a new phase of her career as an adult pop star, actor, etc. But she is more the exception to the rule for how well it was done rather yeah. than the model. Perhaps she should be the model. Well, she's not repped by Scooter Braun, so she so, already I mean, had a that, leg up there. That's it. <laughs> that was a big plus for her. Poor Debbie. Yeah, I, Poor a, Debbie. A, a, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Amy Schumer, it wasn't your best moment, but it was by far not your worst. Here's I the thing. It wasn't your best moment, but it was our favorite moment. Oh, God. It was, good. <laughs> it was a sharp little barb. And honestly, if I'm Nicole Kidman, I'm taking that joke in stride. You know, I think that it's you also know, it not was, even that scathing a tweet. Tr- truthfully, it's like not really. It's, it's like, not. ooh, an alien. Like, no, if if anything, it's just publicity. Yeah, it just piggybacks off of the the her Oscars clap with the fingers out. <laughs> yeah. So I think the worst part of this is that she took a picture of her unknowingly. That's the worst part for me. Like the joke isn't even like that big of a deal. Like, mm, but like you're Nicole the, Kidman at the US Open, you're going to be photographed. Keith. No, I, I I get that, but also like she, I don't know, she posting it online. She did. She didn't take the picture. Oh, I thought she just. I thought <laughs> the, she the, picture the picture had been circulating online. Oh, okay, okay. I thought she had taken a picture. I love picture. it. She personally. Oh my god, that'd be that'd be hilarious. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, also, it's like a very high quality photo, which means Amy Schumer would have to have like a full DSLR. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Schumer is now a paparazzi. <laughs> Here's the thing. You're not even allowed to bring those cameras in unless you're press. 
I thought it was like a weird photo from like at a weird angle. That's why. No, oh no, God. it was just yeah. like it was, it was, it was, it, it's a it's a press photo. It's a it's a it's a press photo. Oh, I apologize. Okay. I should have I should have stated that she no Amy Amy Schumer didn't take the photo <laughs> and then. <laughs> that, that actually kind of would have been a dick move right yeah, that's like, what, totally. I, yeah that's what oh, i was thinking the so picture funny. was i mean i, Wait, I saw a picture keith, but i wasn't sure if it was the one yeah uh keith you're perfect you're both perfect <laughs> you are. never change hey guys i think this wraps up another episode of not your best moments thank you so much for listening if you like the podcast make sure it's a rate and review give us a positive comment thank you andrew for showing me the picture of nicole kidman and uh amy schumer good stuff Nip slips, jail time, snort in a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants, shoplifting, spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected pregnancy.